0: I managed to cross the border in the middle of the night and hitchhike back to the city where I discovered that they don't have ATM machines and they have their own currency which is not um, valid in any other place in the world.
1: What's going on, guys? Chagrit here. We've got an amazing episode for you today. Can't believe that we are at our eighth episode already. That feels amazing, doesn't it, Alex? Oh, it definitely does, man. I'm I'm so excited. Every day is a new adventure, a new experience. I'm loving it. Absolutely. Especially this episode, we'll be traveling all the way to London to meet a new guest. He's originally from Scandinavia, but he's finishing up his master's degree in London right now. We'll have a chat with him and get to know more about him. So without any further ado, Let's jump right into it.
0: So today we have Carl Lindbergh. How are you, Carl? I'm good, thank you. Uh, It's a boiling day in London. Guys, we're going
2: to have a fantastic episode because Carl is not only a traveler. He's been to plus 50 countries. He lived in five countries. It's very different, I think, to only travel to one place than actually Spent six months, a year there, so I think he has some very interesting insights and opinions on traveling. Carl, how would you describe yourself in 30 seconds?
0: Oh, is it an elevator pitch? Um, so recently I've basically just been doing interviews, so, so I could only do this in a professional way. So in a more philosophical way, I would say, um, Northern guy, um, love the little Prince, reading, um, love aeroplanes and tubes. And I love traveling, learning languages and meeting people from different cultures to try to understand different mindsets.
1: That is amazing, Carl. So would you say that traveling and learning all about different cultures, learning all these languages is somewhat your passion?
0: I would say so, yes. But it's um, also poison.
1: Right, right. Why is it poison, Carl?
0: Well, you know, um, I don't know. There are a lot of people who travel. And, of course, I'm just one of them. And I'm definitely not one of the people who have traveled the most. But I have moved around quite a lot lately or for the past 10 years and um, it is sort of a poison because you realize that after a while you also in one way while you get very attached to the world because you see so many different people cultures and mindsets you try different things but it also sort of gets you it detaches detaches you From the reality because you realize that you don't really know where's actually home where your friends are what your roots are etc
1: that is very true i think the concept of home that you mentioned there is really important now taking you as an example alex said in the beginning that you have traveled to 50 plus countries right and Mm -hmm. even right now you're in the uk which is not technically your home so just wanted to ask, like, how does it work for you when you miss home? So you try to go back while you're traveling or is it like you're stuck somewhere and you really want to go home? How does it work in your case?
0: Well, it's always confusing because whenever, like, just take the word home, um, as you said, technically in the UK is not at home, but I guess right. nowadays when I speak about home, I basically have three different locations in mind. So depending on whom sure. I speak to, it's like, when I say I'm going home, it's either I'm going back to the UK because I'm, I happen to be somewhere else, or I'm going home as to Norway, or I'm going home as to Sweden to see family, um, Right. if that sort of answers your question.
1: Absolutely, no, no. Uh, so Carl has three <laughs> homes right now, if you guys want to meet, he <laughs> will be in Sweden, Norway, and... He uh, like
2: quite a party.
1: Absolutely. So, Carl, I want to ask you because
2: you've traveled so much, and as you said, traveling has its upside and its downside. But I really want to know from all your experience in 50 plus countries, what's the main takeaway you had from traveling?
0: Um, Can you elaborate that, please? What exactly? Who was Carl before
2: traveling, and who is Carl now? What's the difference between the two?
0: I wouldn't say that there is a difference because, you know, my, my parents used to work um, around in Europe before I was born. So I think the first time I flew was when I was two years, no, two, two weeks old. So I couldn't say that I've become this since I started traveling because I think generally my my entire life has been like more or less on the move, even though, well, I grew up in the neighborhood outside Stockholm most of um, my childhood, but I've always in some way as most millennials been on the move. So I can't speak about like a time before and a time after that has shaped it. But I could say that like the first time I traveled alone was, um, not a wake-up call but it was uh, an experience on in its own uh i Great. was 16 and i decided to go to berlin on my own booked uh, Ryanair and flew down with a friend and my mom was very worried but everything turned out fine eventually so that is amazing told. like
1: yeah flowing all the way like to uh, flying all the way to berlin all by yourself at the age of 16 so that's that's kind of where the adventure began i'm assuming But Carl, like this episode, as you might know, is all about creativity. So we tend to interview people who might be doing something which is very common, but they add their own element of creativity and make it different, right? So the next question that I wanted to ask you is traveling is, as you said, a lot of people do it. It's a very common thing and it's a very popular thing to do. But how does Carl Lindbergh does it? Like, how do you add your own sense of, you know, originality into while you travel maybe some of the strategies that you personally implement that make it different than what the other person did.
0: Um Well, first of all, I guess you have to define what actually travels mean, um, what, what travel means. But, so w- when I travel, I try to sort of travel for a longer time. Um, if if okay. um, I guess that's why I've been living in several places the past years um to sort of like extend the experience of being in one place and like really what I try to do is just like find some nice cafes as a swede I love coffee uh just sitting down looking at people and having a chat with people um but I would also say that like the way I travel has gone through different um different phases where taking that experience from Berlin um when I was 16 I remember I traveled down with I think a hundred pounds and and spent four days there and I came back with like half of it left and nowadays when I travel I don't know really what happens but like I bring way more money and I come back with nothing um so so (laughs) whatever I do and the way I travel has Clearly changed, but I tend like I try to, um, whenever I travel alone, always use like couch surfing um, and different apps to just like meet up with people, um, talk to random people. Old ladies are usually always amazing to speak to, especially if you speak the language. Whenever I've been to Russia, Ukraine, Belarus, just start to talking to like. ladies on the bus or in a park that's usually a great experience. Wow! So Carl you had mentioned that one of the things of traveling so much is that you feel
2: detached. So Mm. I want to ask you after spending six months a year in a country making friends and getting to know the place and getting really emotionally close to the place, how do you deal when you part because um, I, I assume you you must have like memories popping up in your head, and you say, "Oh my god, I wish I would go back there and see that person or do that thing again."
0: You learn eventually. I remember, like when I was fourteen, I think I went to this um, ex- like I went on an exchange to Barcelona with my my class, and I remember we were all crying at the airport when going back home, and I was. Crying the entire flight, listening to "Hero" by Enrique Iglesias, horrible and embarrassing. But like nowadays, I I think I've moved away from that. And cynically, I'm just like the the actual detachment, sort of like detaches your emotions as well. So I don't really think about it anymore. It's just like okay, I'm done here. I'm moving on to the next place. But of course, it also puts you in the sort of like constant mindsets of being slightly nostalgic and always being reminded about the past and like constantly thinking about like, oh, shit, I wish I was in this place today or I wish I was in this place. And you listen to a song and it reminds you of one place and then you hear another song and it reminds you of another place or you smell something and it takes you back to another place
1: that's amazing so i think immersing himself really in a country's culture learning the language and talking to people is how Carl adds creativity and originality into all his travels we're going to continue traveling around the world we'll call let's take a short break and after that we'll come and ask him more questions
2: Okay, folks, we're back with Carl here. And Carl, I have a, a very interesting question for you, which is Ever since I met you, you were interested in taking photographs. Not necessarily posting them on Instagram or whatever, but you really took your time to take pictures of places, of people that you were fond of, and to keep mem- memories alive, you know? Because so, so often when you have that nostalgia, often all you have is a picture or a scent that you remember, a pastry from somewhere. So, I want to ask you: How was your personal journey lead, leading into your traveling? Were you always documenting your travels to, to keep emotionally attached, or?
0: I mean, to be honest, like there's one thing. Like I think my mind is quite creative, but I'm always too lazy to actually um, sort of put it down on paper or. Um, If it's a photograph or anything, um, but I constantly like have the thoughts about doing something. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I, I remember, um, I don't think I've ever, like, I've always tried to sort of write about when I, uh, when I travel. Um, I used to have a diary when I was like 10 to 15 that I would write in only when I travel. And then I would have another notebook that I always carried with me uh, when I did like Interrail and when I went to South America. And I would give it to all the people that I met so they could write like half a page, a page about um, their experiences with me or whatever they wanted to say. Um, So I guess it's sort of some kind of creative thing but I didn't really have to do anything I could just give it to anyone else and then collect all these beautiful thoughts (laughs) and read them whenever (laughs) I whenever I missed um that place um but I don't think I really like even though I sometimes miss places and like when I'm feeling nostalgic it's not even though I do like taking photos and I do take a lot of photos it's not like I'm oh today I miss Albania and then I'm like opening up the folder in my computer with all the pictures from Albania to like have a look at them because I always try to always like take um, psychological photographs as my dad called it when I was a child. And he would always like when we were traveling, stop me and like, okay, picture now, look at this place for 20 seconds and um, try to uh, remember what it looks like. So whenever you miss it, you can just remember this moment. Uh, so I try to do that a lot. And I think that's what- with I your usually. mind. Just with my mind, yeah. And that's usually, um, I try, I tend to do that like when I'm on the tube and stuff and just try to remember like different people that I see on the tube. Uh, so I can uh, recall that later on in life.
1: That is very interesting. I think that's a, that's a good way to record your memories. Now you talked about traveling to all these places and everything. So I think an obvious question would be that what was your recent trip that you took and where was it and how was your experience what was there?
0: I mean, um, my, re- my absolutely most recent trip was to London half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, longer trip, well, I went home to Norway, Sweden two weeks ago. But like, and then in April I went to the U.S. for two weeks with my family. So maybe nice. that would be considered the oh, yeah, most absolutely. recent... Like, Where were you in you? the U.S.? Uh, I went to California, to Los Angeles. Right, how was that? Um, not my cup of tea. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is your I, cup of tea?
2: And if I, if I may ask, what's the dream? The dream? You're about to start a job as a airplane traffic conductor. Is that right? Uh,
0: working in an airline. uh that's correct. Um, but so my cup of tea. So so just to point out why why the U.S. or Los Angeles wasn't my cup of tea was basically because the only thing I'll remember from that trip, or mainly, is uh, the four hours of. Like spending time in the car every day, driving through Los Angeles back and forth to different places, um, and I prefer walking or taking the tube. So I think right. that that's um, it was uh, a lot of driving, but so so my my cup of tea, my dream uh, destination or like dream holiday, I guess it depends on which day you ask me. Um, since it's 24 degrees here and boiling right now and really humid in the UK, <laughs> I guess I would say Greenland is uh, a dream destination right now. <laughs> Svalbard, <laughs> northern Russia. Or even, or even Canada. Or even but Canada. Do you see, uh,
2: not so much a dream destination, but a dream lifestyle. Do you see yourself traveling every month or settling down eventually?
0: Well, I don't think there's such a thing as settling down. I'll. Uh, Well, now I'm moving back to Oslo, but then within a few years, maybe 10 years, a decade, who knows where I live. Um, And in between, I don't think I'm going to, like... I mean, 25 days of holidays each year, probably going to spend them in another country than Norway. Um, Right. So... No, I don't think I'm going to settle down, but maybe become less mobile uh, in the future depending on what happens but but the dream dream lifestyle I don't know Um, being able to travel as much as I can and um, maybe bring in my own office eventually
1: Once you really get into something, it's really never enough. So you want to keep on doing more of it to really, really immerse yourself in it. That's amazing, Carl. Um, We're technically reaching the end of our episode soon. But before we do that, I just have this question for you. You've been to all these places. Uh, What is that one interesting memory? Something that happened, maybe it was a funny experience, maybe it was an emotional experience that comes to your mind and you might want to share with us.
0: No... There are so many popping in, uh, popping up in my head. Um, I did have, but that would require like half an episode, but (laughs) I could just say that um, a really interesting place that I visited that I would recommend more people to go to is this country which is not a country called Transnistria. It's on, technically it's in Moldova. It's on the border to Ukraine. Um, It's still governed and apparently claims that they're part of the Soviet Union still. Um, And it's a very interesting place. Um, I managed to cross the border in the middle of the night and hitchhike back to the city where I discovered that they don't have ATM machines and they have their own currency, which is not um, valid in any other place in the world. So you need to basically take out US dollars in the one ATM machine that exists in the country and then you have to go and exchange uh, money and they don't accept cards either. So I had to spend hours walking around and apparently there's also a curfew at night. So (laughs) I was walking around in the dark. They don't have streetlights either. Uh, Walking around, they're trying to find a hotel that would sort of accept that I would pay them in the morning um for the room which i eventually managed to find but yeah it was an interesting place so to all the people who are planning
1: to take a vacation to Transnistria, really the recommendation would be to take their own currency first because there wouldn't be any uh atm machines or second don't cross the border at midnight <laughs> um, right and hitchhike your way back to the city
2: yeah uh, exactly. well <laughs> but but the, really the main takeaway from all of this is if you're listening to this, go travel. It's an amazing yeah. experience it, it, either way. And you, you're going to really have stories. And I think our, our entire lives are made of stories. And if we can tell a damn good story by the time we're 80, then I think we lived our lives the right way. You know, I mean?
1: Absolutely, Alex. I think that is really true. So if traveling is really your passion, then as Carl mentioned, you should really try to immerse yourself in the culture, talk to the local people over there, try to learn the language. And see how you perform in that environment. Keep moving on, never settle. And I think Carl would agree. Is uh, with the fact that so anyone out there who's looking to get into travel or want to travel more, Carl, what would be the one best advice that you can give them?
0: I really don't know because I don't want to sound like some kind of um, these spiritual influences who are just like, yeah, just do it. <laughs> because I understand that there might be a lot of things, but. I don't know. I've always had the courage to actually do it, and right. if you're afraid of doing it, it's um, not gonna help by saying just like just do it. So yeah, I don't know. Find your own way of traveling if it's like j- just. I remember this uh, lady I read about who really wanted to travel the world, but she was um, she has some disorder. Uh, So she couldn't travel. So she started traveling with Google Earth instead and She's basically a photograph uh, So she explores different places in Google Earth and then takes photos of them and posts them on Instagram Which I do think it's like it's another way of traveling in your mind Um, Right not really an advice but uh, an interesting approach to traveling